We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we're for the people of Missouri. We're for brewmasters, stockbrokers, beauty queens, and truck drivers. Whatever you do, if you're a Missourian, we're for you. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we've got Missouri covered. Kingsford.com. This is for the men who never settle. The ones who believe only quitters and a game and a tie. The type of guys who choose the bar with the biggest TVs to overcompensate for theirs at home. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Hi, this is Brian Davis with Davis Liquor Outlet. And this is Blake Davis with a great deal on Bacardi 1.75 liters, just $18.99. And don't forget about Bud Light 24-pack 12-ounce cans, only $22.99. Davis Liquor Outlet, each store independently owned and operated. Excludes 31st Meridian. For the latest on the Kansas City Royals, keep it right here on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Can I ask you about your, your group of pitchers? One of the things that's fun to watch is basically anytime Zach talks about pitching, whether it's on a mound or in the clubhouse, it's like a, it's an event. You guys feel like some energy with all the young guys leader. together. Yes, Everyone says that Wichita. we're kind of young, but we're all team, and so we're going to go out there and just keep the team and try to win each and every game. Wichita's 100,000-watt sports powerhouse. ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. I'm Christine Lisi. Big name on the move in the NHL. ESPN's Emily Kaplan reports the Blackhawks agreed to trade star winger Patrick Kane to the Rangers for two, two draft picks. Packers GM Brian Gutekunst told reporters he's had no dialogue with quarterback Aaron Rodgers outside of a few text exchanges since the end of the season. And until they have those conversations, all options are on the table right now. Also said he thinks Jordan Love is absolutely ready to be a starter. Gutekunst sounding less and less committed to Rodgers, notes ESPN Packers reporter Rob Domofsky. He left it wide open for them to move on, for Rodgers to move on, or for there to be a, another season of this. But there's, it is definitely less certain today, uh, sounding less certain than it was you know, a few weeks ago, a month ago, six weeks ago. Rob Domofsky on Fitz and Harry. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reports the Lakers expect to reassess LeBron James' injured right foot in two weeks and see how much progress he's made. But the timeline on his return expected to extend beyond that. Suns announced Kevin Durant will return from an MCL sprain and make his debut with the team tomorrow at Charlotte. We all know the game isn't over till it's over. So next time your car breaks down, don't call it quits. Head to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. It's just a public service announcement. Sponsored by Just Blaze and the good folks at Rockefeller Records. Fellow Americans. It is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and recollection of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is O, O, H to the O-V. I used to move snowflakes by the second O-Z. hour of the polls here on Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Also streaming online at ESPNWichita.com. Tune in app, as well as the smart speaker capability tell your smart speaker to tune into espn wichita 92.3 fm allow me to reintroduce myself my name is pat strompman producer is jack johnson 316-669-4996 that's the hotline keep that handy as we'll be giving away a pair of tickets to wichita state and usf regular season finale coming up at one o'clock on Sunday, we want you to be there. We'll give you away. We'll give away a pair of tickets 
here in hour number two at the number of 316-669-4996. You could also text us at 316-247-0923. We have Twitter, ESPN Wichita, Johnny J underscore 15, Pat Strothman, and Facebook, ESPN Wichita 92.3. Coming up here in hour number two, a Take Two Tuesday with Jack Johnson and some leftovers from last night. But right now, it's time for a Tuesday with Taylor Eldridge of the Wichita Eagle. He's brought to you every week by You Build It, where your home's in your hands. Customers save 20% or more on their dream home. Call or text 316-260-2044 today. That is 316-260-2044. Taylor, glad to have you back. We're inching closer to uh, postseason play in the Shockers. There's no doubt that the men's basketball team got a big win uh, this past weekend, an 83-76W at Tulane. Shockers. Looked like they would maybe pull away. Instead, Tulane trims a large deficit down to one point. But the Shockers, they never folded. They were able to finish things strong and get the W behind a triple-double of Craig Porter Jr. And Jerron Pierre Jr. played well. Just your thoughts on the game in Louisiana between Tulane and Wichita State. Yeah, I mean, uh, three big performances from Craig Porter, Jerron Pierre, James Rojas. You know, that's, uh, uh, I believe, 60 points right there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Wichita State, they played really, really well to start that game. You know, they, they get up 17 uh, to start. And, uh, you know, their defense, they were kind of, uh, you know, baiting Tulane into taking nothing but uh, but jump shots. And uh, then they were just boarding out. You know, they got a, a lot of defensive rebounds and then, on offense, you know, they were uh, finally making shots. You know, a lot of the shots that uh, weren't going in, you know, they, they started uh, going in for uh, Jerron Pierre and, uh, you know, probably had a little something to do with, you know, being back home in, in New Orleans for him. He had uh, about 100 uh, friends and family in the stands, so I think he was dialed in. He knew that was going to be a good game for him. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think uh, Wichita State, you know, that's uh, it's a lot of what we've seen. You know, these last six, seven weeks that we've talked about, you know, their their offense is much improved. Uh, you know, they're just a, a really good team on the road. You know, that's, that's five in a row uh, in the American on the road. And uh, they're a different team, you know, when they're they're away from Coke Arena. And, uh, so that's, uh, you know, maybe not entirely uh, shouldn't maybe uh, be a surprise because of how well they've been playing lately. Yeah, okay. So, Taylor, I know you asked Isaac Brown, hey, why is this team good on the road? And Coach Isaac Brown's like, I don't know. What about you? Well, how do you analyze this team when they're on the road? What's what's been the reason why they have success away from Coke Arena? I think it has something to do with uh, you know being on the you know when you're on the road, it's you against everybody you know in that that building. They can kind of come together and rally behind that. Uh, I think uh, they're just a little bit more maybe locked in and uh, focused and. Uh, you know, coaches have said that, you know, when they're on road trips, uh, they've told me this, that, you know, you have a little bit more control over the environment. So uh, that might be a difference. And then I think at home, uh, you know, uh, you know, maybe they can just feel like that, that kind of that uneasiness in the crowd, you know, uh, when they're not playing well. And, like, uh, it just kind of adds to the pressure of, of, you know, finishing out those close games. We've seen them 
uh, you know, pretty much all of their late game collapses have come at Coke Arena. So maybe it's just something about being home and you can kind of just feel it in the crowd where it's just they're uneasy and uh, you can kind of feel like the stress. And uh, maybe it adds to the situation. Who knows? But, you know, they are clearly a different team on the road. They have finished games out much better. And, uh, you know, not exactly, uh, you know, a picture perfect, you know, letting a 17-point lead uh, come all the way down to one. But, you know, give credit to them. You know, Tulane had all the momentum. They hit 15 threes. Uh, Jalen Cook looked like Steph Curry. And they still won. And, uh, you know, they never gave up the lead. That's a big, uh, a very important part of that, too, is that they led wire to wire. And, uh, you know, that was a step in the right direction for this team. You know, it's not – they're not, uh, you know, far from perfect, but, uh, you know, this team is getting better. It is improving. And, uh, you know, you want to be playing your best basketball in, uh, you know, late February and March. Well, here we are playing their best basketball. And it's better that it's coming away from home because they're going to need to, you know, do that uh, down in Fort Worth, you know, to extend their season, you know, regardless of what happens this week. All right, Taylor, you've been around long enough. How would you compare Craig Porter's triple-double compared to Fred Van Vliet back in 2015? How would you compare it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't watch him back uh, back in 15, so I don't know uh, Fred's triple-double, but not surprising that he was able to, to get one. Uh, you know, obviously uh, he's a great player. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, Craig, you know, he's been knocking on the door. I think he's had two other chances where he's been very, very close and uh, had always been the thing that had held him back. You know, he can – uh, he's, he's pulled down double-digit rebounds, you know, multiple times. But, you know, it's always been uh, the assist if he can get up to 10. And a lot of the reasons, you know, when you, you uh, play on a team that's shooting like 29% from three, you know, it's tough to rack up the assists. But, uh, you know, in a game where Jerron Pierre was really feeling it, I believe six of the 10 assists went to JP. So uh, he and Craig, you know, he mentioned that afterward. He's like uh, – you know, I, I dedicate this to, you know, this is more of a credit to my teammates than for what I did because uh, they're the ones out there making the plays, finishing the plays. But, you know, Craig is just, uh, you know, I've said it all year, he does so many little things that, uh, you know, don't even necessarily show up in the box score. And when he's able to, to put forth these, like, massive box score numbers, and then you have to take into consideration, you know, the things he's doing on defense, just a little stuff on offense too, and rebounding. Uh, you know, he is uh, you know the complete package. And you know, I'm gonna have to take a look and uh, kind of examine uh, the rest of the conference. But I mean, I think uh, you know, if you ask the coaches, I think you can make a serious uh, case for Craig Porter being a first-team All-Conference guy, uh, just because of how much he means to his team. You know, I think there are probably better players in the American. You can probably find five better ones, but. Uh, you know, I don't know if you can find five more important, more impactful players to winning than Craig Porter, uh, you know, what he's been able to do this year. So, uh, you know, very impressive. And, uh, man, he's he's, uh, he's just been absolutely lights out. And uh, one of the stats that kind of got, uh, you, know, over, uh, you know, overshadowed by that triple-double, that he's the only player in program history to have six-plus assists in six yeah. straight games. You know, Fred didn't do that, uh, you know. Uh, Warren Jabali didn't do that. You know, some of the best point guards in, in WSU history, uh, you know, uh, Cleo, all those guys, you know, no, nobody's ever done six-plus assists in six straight games. So that, that's uh, almost just as impressive uh, for Craig Porter, too. 
Yeah, no doubt. Taylor Eldridge, our guest from the Wichita Eagle here on the Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Taylor brought to you every week by You Build It. Wichita State getting the win at Tulane this past weekend. All right, Taylor, I want to go back to the beautiful graph that you made when it comes to the rotation and the minutes. <laughs> when you were compiling the information, what what was going through your brain? Because that's been... I think you and I have been kind of thinking the same way about about this team and looking at the rotation and seeing Melvion Flanagan go from not playing for a half to all of a sudden being thrusted into the starting lineup or seeing Gus Okafor go from being, you know, non-existent for, for three straight games to all of a sudden getting 20 minutes in a game. What was your, your number one takeaway when you looked at that graph and you sat back and you looked at it like it was something that, something painted by Picasso. What was going through your brain when, when you looked at that chart? Yeah, I mean, I, that's that's the reason why I did it, because I had, a, you know, an, an inkling of, you know, how uh, crazy it would be. And to give, uh, you know, some context, it's just a line graph for the, the minutes played throughout the season. From I just looked at the six most used uh, bench players on Wichita State's roster. Just did a line graph. Here's the minutes played throughout the season. And, yeah, I mean, it's been – uh, a lot of ups, a lot of downs. So, uh, I mean, that's what I expected. I mean, the, the bench play has been pretty inconsistent uh, for a while now. You know, you think back to the first part of the season, you know, WSU had, you know, a top 40 bench in terms of production. Uh, he was going deep, and, uh, you know, a lot of people were contributing. Uh, but during the streak where they've, uh, the stretch where they've played really, really good basketball, you know, it's a direct correlation with he's leaned way more heavily on the starting five. And you look at the starting five minutes, they, they're very consistent. So, uh, you know, give them credit. And, you know, I always, uh, you know, you won't put the asterisk in there, too, that, you know, a coaching staff, you know, they're the ones that know best. You know, they're the ones that, yeah. uh, you know, are there every day in the, in the practice. Uh, you know, they know what's going on. Like, we don't, like, from the outside, we don't know what's going on in practice. So, I mean, I always feel a little you know, guilty, you know, uh, trying to second guess or, or kind of bringing that stuff up. But it is interesting to point out because uh, the, the playing time has just gone way up and down for just about everybody on the bench. And, uh, you know, maybe that, that plays a, a part in why there hasn't been consistent bench production. Uh, but the counterpoint is, you know, uh, you don't really need much bench when the, the, the five uh, starters have been this good for Wichita State. So I think uh, Poor Bear – uh, Chandler has been a consistent backup five. Outside of that, you know, uh, the minutes are just way up and down. So uh, it, it is interesting, and uh, that, that it looked exactly how I thought it would, uh, you know, when it came out. Yeah, and certainly, yeah, it was it was definitely definitely unique. But I think you're right. The one thing Isaac Brown has always said, he, he said it from the beginning, and he's saying it now. If if you're going to get playing time, you got to practice well. He's been saying that from day one. And maybe that's a direct reflection of that. But still, though, it just kind of makes you wonder because I imagine as a bench player, it's got to be hard to get in rhythm if if you go from having 10 minutes to, to none or, or 15 minutes to, to two or two to 15, so on and so forth. I would imagine that makes it rather difficult for a bench player. All right, Taylor, i got to ask you. So last year, so last season, Wichita State in 2021-22 with a team that had a lot of talent returning with Tyson Etienne and Morris Udeze and Dexter Dennis. Last year, Wichita State went 15-13, and 6-9 and nine in conference play. 
this season, this year's team, 15 and 13 and 8 and 8 in the American Athletic Conference with a couple games to go with Houston and USF with a bunch of new players, only had two guys back from last season's team that actually played in Kenny Poto and Craig Porter Jr. I know to the fan base, that doesn't look like progress. But to you, what do you think of, of that with this year's team matching the win total, having more conference wins this season with a group that was basically entirely new compared to a season ago with so many returners coming back? What do you make of that? Is that a sign of progress for this men's basketball program? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I remember back in uh, January, December. You know, a lot of people were frustrated with how the games were going, and you know, I'd watch film on them, and I kept telling people, it's like, uh, you know, they're running really good stuff, and uh, you know, their their offense, it's there. The execution isn't, you know, the details aren't, you know, just a little stuff. I remember we've talked about that plenty of times, and uh, so I mean, I, I've always, I mean, I've seen it, the progression, and now you're seeing. Those little things, you know, it's just clear, you know, night and day difference. You know, they're starting to play more inside out. Uh, that helps. But they're also, you know, screening better and passing better and cutting better. And, uh, you know, I think Isaac Brown and this coaching staff deserves a lot of credit for how far this team has come because, uh, you know, I, I remember, uh, you know, when they started 0-3 in conference play, you know, people were saying oh, they'll be lucky to, uh, you know, win four four games the rest of the year. Uh, you know, Craig Porter, you know, there are people that, that thought he wasn't even a point guard. Uh, they thought that he was more of a shooting guard, not a natural point guard. And we just talked about, you know, the stat, you know, six-plus assists, only point guard in WSU history uh, to do that. So, yeah, I mean, this uh, this coaching staff deserves credit for the progress made. Uh, but I still think there is fair criticism where, you know, it should it be celebrated when you're outperforming, you know, eighth-place uh, projections. Uh, you know, that's not where Wichita State expects to be, and I think Ivy would tell you that, too. I don't think, uh, you know, they're satisfied with, uh, you know, feeling good about, you know, hey, we're playing better basketball. They know how many games they left on the table. You know, you can go down the list. There's probably five, six games uh, where just better late-game execution at home, and you're talking about an entirely different season. You know, just take care of business against Alcorn State, East Carolina, yeah. and then some of those uh, games down the stretch, and, man, you know, this game could be, you know, on the bubble if they take care of all those games. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think there is fair criticism you can give uh, this this coaching staff, but, uh, you know, it's undeniable that this team is playing much better basketball and he has this team trending in the right direction when you want to be, you know, playing your best basketball. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely I, – I, I think it's fair. I thought – that's why I wanted to ask you because I, I think it's interesting. It, it all depends on, on perspective, obviously, from – a guy like me who just gets to the town, you kind of see last season and then this season, and you go, well, last season's team was supposedly more talented. And, th- and this season you have all these new guys, and the expectation to me was low. And it's like, you know, you know, to get to this point, you know, I think that there should be, you know, some sort of, I, I, wish, I shouldn't say a standing ovation, but there should be some sort of applause there for what the coaching staff was able to do. But I do think you're right, though. Isaac Brown in this Wichita State men's basketball program, they understand that they want to get back to competing for a NCAA tournament bid year in, year out. Do want to get your thoughts on Wichita State. Is there any chance at an NIT bid for this team? I know no one wants to think about that now because you still have an American you know, Athletic Conference postseason tournament next week down in Dallas, but 
is there a shot of maybe Wichita State doing something in the NIT? Yeah, I mean, it's tough to imagine. Uh, you know, their net's outside the top 100. Uh, usually you, you got to be inside inside of that. So, you know, okay. barring, uh, you know, uh, an upset at, at Houston, you know, now you're now you're talking, now you can, uh, you know, have a conversation. But if they don't win at Houston, tough to imagine them playing in NIT. Okay, yeah, totally fair. I, I figured that you would you would know better than I would, which is why you're you're the guest. It's Taylor Eldridge. That's why he's got a segment every single week here on the show. He's brought to you by You Build It. This is the Pulse on ESPN Wichita ninety two point three FM. Well, this team has done well on the road, and Wichita State's next opponent is the number one ranked team in the country in Houston. It down. In H-Town, first go-around, Wichita State played well for 35 minutes. Couldn't finish down the stretch in that loss to Houston. Can Wichita State do what the Shockers did in the first go-around, or what needs to happen this time for the Wichita State Shockers? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, everyone knows that Houston plays that distinct style. They're going to double-team the post. They're going to be super uh, physical and uh, they're going to get you out a lot of the stuff that you want to run. So, you know, WSU's had a lot of success playing inside out. So that's going to take away some of what they're good at. But I think the biggest thing is just going to be the three-point percentage. You know, if they want to compete in this game and have a chance to win in the last five minutes, you're going to have to make shots. And uh, I don't think there's really any way around that. Even if Houston has a poor shooting game, I still think Wichita State's going to have to, you know, get close to that double digit, you know, right around eight, nine, ten threes, uh, at probably, you know, plus 35% clip. So uh, that's the, the easiest way in my head, you know, if Wichita State's going to compete in this game, they got to shoot the, the ball well, kind of like what they did against Tulane. You know, we talked about the 15 threes that Tulane made. Well, Wichita State hit double digits as well. Obviously, that helps, you know, when you have one guy like Jaron Pierre, you know, make five of them. But, uh, you know, Jaquan Walton didn't really get going in that game. That's what makes that even more impressive is that, you know, that's the leading score for WSU. Pretty quiet. I don't think he he took uh, four shots the whole game. So look for him to – these are the kind of games that he really gets up for. And, uh, you know, he's that high caliber. You know, he came from an SEC program. And these are the kind of games that he's built for. Uh, so I'd, I'd look for a strong bounce back game for Jaquan, and uh, I mean that's I think that's the, the route that WSU. You know, if they're going to compete and win this game, you know, they're going to have to shoot the ball well from deep. All right, Taylor, I do want to ask about high school state wrestling. I know you did an article, a couple articles, to be exact, in the Wichita Eagle. A couple of state championships, Derby and Dell, both getting the job done. Uh, just your your thoughts on state wrestling. Any particular big time story to really hone in on? Yeah, I mean, uh, all three uh, uh, six A, five A, four A all went to area teams. So yeah, Derby got the job done. Uh, you know, second time in the last five years, and uh, you know they did it on the strength of uh, the team. And uh, you know, I know they went through a tragedy. Uh, you know, losing an assistant coach right before the season, and Andel went through something similar, losing a classmate uh, earlier this year. So. Um, yeah, I mean, both of those uh, programs uh, uh, had to overcome that adversity. Uh, Andel was actually ranked second coming into state and was able to pull it off. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, that's just the typical Andel. You know, they, they just get the job done when the time comes. And uh, and May is uh, to win that 5A title, you know, dethroning Goddard. They had won eight, eight state championships in a row. You know, that's uh, you know, might not ever see a streak like that again in 5A. 
but yeah, it was Mays this year. You know, they they put I think seven in the finals. They they, they sent like a crazy number to the finals, and uh, you know had two two state champs. So uh, yeah, very good wrestling all the way around the area this year. And yeah, then Nick no Treaser, doubt. I should say that too. At Newton, uh, Nick Treaser had uh, four for four, joining his dad. I think that's the first father son combo in Kansas history to, to both win four championships. So that that was a pretty special one as well to to see uh, Nick Treaser get four for four. Yeah, didn't mean to cut you off there. I knew you're kind of wrapping it up, but certainly it was a good year for wrestling. And well, now Taylor, it's on to sub-state basketball. Are we ready <laughs> for postseason yeah. basketball at the high school level? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy uh, this time of year uh, with high school basketball and WSU wrapping up. And you know, you got WSU baseball and softball. Uh, you know, they're both at home this weekend too. A good chance to see uh, Cindy McKinney chase history with that. Uh, hitting streak of hers, so a uh, good chance for WSU fans to check that out. And, uh, yeah, with high school, you know, this is the most important time in the year, so I'm looking forward to later in the week. Uh, hopefully, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to have to be watching from home, uh, you know, uh, with this Houston uh, road trip, but hopefully I can uh, come back and catch some games on Friday and Saturday night. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, Taylor, thank you so much. Safe travels down to Houston, and we'll talk to you again next week. All right, thanks for having me on. A Tuesday with Taylor Eldridge from the Wichita Eagle here on the Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Brought to you by You Build It. Give Taylor a follow on Twitter. I brought up that that little line graph that he created. You can go find it on Twitter because I do think it is very, very interesting when you see it. You're like, holy smokes, that is rather interesting to say the least with the rotation and how things have played out this year for Wichita State men's basketball. Wichita State taking on Houston coming up on Thursday. Number one team in the country. So a big game there for the Shockers. And they'll wrap up the regular season against USF. Busy weekend for Wichita State. You have Wichita State baseball in action. Wichita State softball in action. It is a jam-packed weekend coming up on the campus of Wichita State University. All right, later on, a Take-Two Tuesday with Jack Johnson. Right now, let's take a break. When we come back, some leftovers. We'll tell you what that is next here on The Pulse on ESPN Wichita. The heartbeat of Wichita sports fans. The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Since 1933, Envision has been a part of the Wichita community, serving people who are blind or visually impaired and their families. From employment opportunities to child development, rehabilitation, research, and crucial programs for all ages. This year, we celebrate our 90th birthday. We invite you to join our year-long celebration of 90 years of envisioning the possibilities. Visit EnvisionUs.com to wish us a happy birthday and join us in continuing the mission. 100% of your gift directly impacts Envision's programs and services. Thank you, Wichita. Moose is the German Shepherd and hasn't had any kind of health problems at all. He has been on Dynavite since he's a puppy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. We tell anybody that has a dog, if there was something that you could do right from the beginning so that you don't have expensive veterinary bills, why would you not do it? Get the Dynavite. Dynavite for life. You get some Dynavite, how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. DQ presents... 
how to experience the new DQ Reese's Take 5 Blizzard with your five senses. First, open your eyes and see it all. Reese's peanut butter cups, caramel, peanuts, pretzels. <gasps> it's beautiful. Then, feel it. Oh, it's cold. Next, listen to it. Now, smell it with your nose. <laughs> oh, sweet top notes. And finally, taste it. Experience the new Reese's Take 5 Blizzard today. DQ, happy tastes good. Get it delivered at DQ.com. Delivery subject to availability, additional fees, and minimum order requirements. Dell's semi-annual sale is the perfect opportunity for a significant business upgrade. Save up to 45% on Dell computers with Windows 11 Pro and get an easy start to your workday. Plus, enjoy special pricing on Dell Docs, monitors, servers, and more, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Speak to a Dell Technologies advisor today to find the right tech for your business with fast, free shipping. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Today on Hey Culligan, soft water, cleaner environment. What do you say, Greg? Hey Culligan, are you saying if I have a Culligan high-efficiency water softener, I'm also helping the environment? It sounds like you're saying it, Greg, and yes, you are, because with the Culligan high-efficiency water softener, you'll use less detergent, soap, and harsh chemicals, and that's good for the planet. Now you're saying it. You bet I am, Greg. Soft water and a cleaner environment is already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Hey, Wichita State diehards. There's one more home game left for the men's basketball regular season as your Shockers play USF on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Want to go? Then listen to the Shane Dennis Show from 12 to 2 and the Pulse with me, Pat Strompman, from 2 to 4 every day this week for your chance to win. Plus, Wichita State baseball is at home this weekend. We'll be giving away tickets to that as well. Locking in to Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3. Music is a world within itself with a language. Boy, it is a beautiful day outside. Rarely talk about weather here on the show, but it is 65 and sunny. Sounds like the perfect excuse that you need to go out to Twin Peaks. Ridge and Taft, 21st and Rock, the two locations in Wichita. It is happy hour, and when it's nice outside in the month of February, time to go and relax a little bit earlier than the 5 o'clock clock out time that you got to deal with. No one does happy hour like Twin Peaks. Whatever your preference, they have everything from tequila cocktails and an extensive bourbon category to top-shelf spirits and cocktails served over ice balls, local craft beers, and handcrafted whiskey cocktails round out an adventurous drink menu second to none. And don't forget about their 29-degree man-sized drafts, my personal favorite. And the thing is, if you're a fan of Twin Peaks like me, you should sign up for their e-club to stay up-to-date on all things Twin Peaks. And the best part about this is you score free stuff. Who doesn't love free stuff? Signing up is easy. Just visit TwinPeaksRestaurant.com slash Peaks-Club to get started today. Twin Peaks, two locations in Wichita, Ridge and Taft, 
and 21st in Rock. We'll be giving away a pair of Wichita Statements basketball tickets coming up here shortly, so stay tuned. Have the number handy at 316-669-4996. Have it ready to rock and roll. Do want to say, to those that listened to the program yesterday, you heard four different interview slots. We technically did eight interviews yesterday. KCAC Championship Monday was last night, starting at 6 o'clock with the immense basketball game, Southwestern and Bethel. Following that, the women's game, Friends in St. Mary. Fun night of basketball. We had a fun show yesterday with Andy Kelly, head women's basketball coach at St. Mary. He brought senior Rebecca Gilpin along as well. We had a chance to visit with Friends women's basketball coach Dean Jaderson, who had been at Hartman Arena before, as he was the head men's basketball coach at Sterling. He also brought a player in Taylor Jackson. In our number one, we had Bethel men's basketball coach Jason Artez. He had Cliff Bird by his side. And we kicked off the show with Southwestern men's basketball coach Matt O'Brien and Kevin Clark, a sensational shooter. He didn't get to 30 last night, but he didn't need to as Southwestern was able to have balanced scoring. Mound Builders take down the Bethel Threshers. We have highlights on our social media pages on Facebook, ESPN, Wichita 92.3. We also have on Twitter and Instagram, so if you want to check that out, you certainly can. Southwestern, the previous three years, falling to Bethel in the KCAC postseason tournament. Southwestern able to get over the hump last night at Hartman. The Mound Builders, they got the win for the first time since 1819. KCAC tournament champs, the number 22 Southwestern Mound Builders, hoping that that win allows them to stay in this area as the NAIA opening round is next week. Matt O'Brien, Dang Bull from Kansas City, Missouri. Those two guys were on post game yesterday. Let's get to some leftover audio from KCAC Basketball. Here is Dang Bull and Matt O'Brien from Southwestern. We'll go ahead and have Matt O'Brien here on the show. Matt O'Brien here on the post game, Coach, congratulations. I'm sure it felt good going into that locker room, finally dispatching Bethel these last three years. You and Bethel have reached to a certain point in the postseason tournament, yeah. and it's like who's going to go on and continue? Or your team tonight, led by as many as 21, you finish with a nine-point win, 83-74. to 74. Coach, congratulations. Your thoughts? You know, we just battled, and give credit to Bethel College. How tough were they at the end? They just wouldn't go away. Uh, but our guys have been resilient all year. Pat, they deserve this win. Yeah. These guys have worked hard all season long. They're champions. Uh, I'm proud to coach them. Re- really, really uh, thankful for all their hard work this season. It all paid off. It's nice to see it get pay off. Well, Coach, in the first half, you and Bethel coming into this game, knowing that you guys could can shoot the rock, but I think you and I also – know that Hartman Arena has this ability to kind of take away shooting. Felt there for a little bit. You guys certainly made threes, and that ended up being a difference. But I felt like attacking the rim was pretty big for you guys in that first half. Yeah, I think it was. You know, both teams did that. Dang Bowl was really good around the rim, and he hasn't been good around the rim all season. He was good around the rim today. Uh, and then he knocked down a couple of threes for us. Big-time players, 
make big-time plays. And we got some big-time players in the Southwestern basketball uniforms. Well, speaking of which, Andrew O'Brien hit four of the seven threes in the first half, had 16 points to lead the way in the first 20 minutes of action. Andrew O'Brien, his his career high was 22 against Oakland Wesley, had five threes in that game, had four threes in the first half. Your thoughts on Andrew O'Brien and how well he played in the first half specifically? I'm really proud of him. I mean, the Bethel fans for three games now have been all over him personally and relentless. I mean, it's just unbelievable how uh, personal and relentless they've been, and I'm glad for him to block it out. It's been uh, really good. He had to gain some toughness, and uh, I think it motivated us. Well, Coach, at the foul line, did you know that you guys were 26 to 26 in the free throw line before Andrew missed that last one? <laughs> no. You know, I know you don't look at that. You no, know, it's funny, Pat. You know that, like, and then when they miss one, I'm like, come on, we got to make free throws, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. As a coach. Yes, absolutely. So we're just, you know, really thankful for the guys. They, I keep saying the same thing. They deserve this. Yeah. They deserve this. These guys are really good kids. They're really good in the classroom. Uh, these are big-time guys, and they, they deserve a championship. Well, we talked about Kevin Clark before, and I don't know which player we're going to get on here before too long with Dang or Andrew or whoever. I, I can't wait to talk to one of them. But, Kevin, I know shooting-wise he finishes at 29 points, but I think the one that you would probably know, Bethel had six turnovers in total tonight. Mm-hmm. Four of them were because charges were taken by Kevin Clark. That probably says more about Kevin Clark than the 29 points, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely, Pat. I'm glad you mentioned that. It's nice that people appreciate. We talked about it in the pregame, what a competitor he is. Yeah, his shooting is nice, but the way he competes, it's contagious. It's not just contagious for his teammates. It's contagious for the coaches. It's contagious for our fans. It's contagious for the entire Southwestern College Builder Nation. All right, Coach, I barely get going because I know Kirk Caden needs you. I'm sure you got some other postgame festivities as well. Thank you so much, Coach. Congratulations on the KCAC Championship. All right, we'll get Dang Bull right here. We'll get him lined up on this. <laughs> Sounds <game>. good. <laughs> You're good. You can go, you go right here, Dang. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. You sit on down right there. You're okay. Dang Bull now joining us here on postgame. Dang, congratulations. KCAC Championship win. Get a nine-point win over Bethel. Appreciate it. Just, just your thoughts on the game in general. Let's just start with there. Let's just dive right into just overall thoughts on how you guys played tonight. Uh, I just think we played. We were so locked in. I think it was just a, a, team, a t- great team win. Everybody collective, not just one person. I think we were all locked in. I think we executed our, executed our game plan very well. Well, in the first half, you guys were able to build a 46-31 lead at halftime. I think the one thing that Hartman does, this arena, when you get to this point, shooting can be really, really hard. And when that happens, you either have to do one or two things. You either play better defense or you find a way to go to the rim. How well did you guys feel like you attacked the rim in the first half? Did you feel like that was pretty much a difference maker in the first half here tonight? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I just think we did we did a little bit of both. I thought we shot pretty well mm-hmm. early, and I think we, we took it to the whole round. We got to the, the free throw line, so mm-hmm. I think we did a little bit of both. Well, I mean, Andrew O'Brien, he had four three-pointers in the first half. I know all season long, everyone looks at Dang Bull, and they go, well, you know, maybe you can sag off them, shoot the three. You hit three big ones tonight yes, sir. Did, you just, did you feel like it was that type of night you're like all right i'm gonna fly we got this tonight I feel pretty good about it just pump the play i mean there's, there's none, to, none, to, none to lose we're not we're not we're not we're not scared so i'll just pump the play what's it like to finally get over the hump against the bethel threshers because last three years running into them in the postseason tournament coming up shorthanded tonight you guys are celebrating by ripping down the nets later on tonight. So what was it like to get over the hump against Bethel? What was the main reason for that tonight? It feels good. That's a really good team over there. It feels really good. But, yeah, just 
I mean, all the credit to them. They played really hard tonight and they battled at the end. But it feels good. It feels good to get a win. Kevin Clark, want to get your thoughts on him. Look at him. He's shaking his head already, Barry. <laughs> he's glad he's on Barry his team. Barry knows what's going on. He's just shaking his head. That's exactly what it is, right? You're glad that you're on his team. He had 29 tonight. But I know with you being a defensive savant, Bethel had six turnovers tonight. Four were because Kevin Clark took a charge. He's just a winner. Just a winner. I love playing with him. This is my... Third year playing with him, I played with him in Juco. He's just the winner. Right. I love that guy, man. I love him. Yeah, he brought up that connection. Said that he played with you at the Juco level at Cali, and now here you are tearing it up at Southwestern. Dang, I didn't realize that. Uh, what's your vertical at now? Like eighty-five? What, what was that? What What was the vertical test there? There on the slam? How would that feel? To kind of really, I know that wasn't the dagger, but how did that one feel here in this building? It felt really good. I mean, Andrew was such a great pass, and he gave me a good look, and I just had to, had to give me one in. <laughs> All right, Dang. Well, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations. Appreciate Enjoy it. this, okay? Appreciate it. Dang Bull. That is Dang Bull of Southwestern men's basketball. Southwestern claiming the KCAC Basketball Tournament Championship after a win over the Bethel Threshers. Meanwhile, on the women's side, St. Mary and Friends, low-scoring game in the first quarter. St. Mary, all season long, has been a team of second halves. And St. Mary took control of the game in the fourth quarter. It was a 12-point ball game at the end of three. Fourth quarter dominated by the Spires. Paige Penley was a big reason for that. We're not going to have time to get to Andy Kelly, so let's play the interview from Paige Penley, who was sensational, had 20-plus points in the win last night for St. Mary. First ever. KCAC championship appearance for the Spires, and they get the victory to go on to Nationals. Paige Penley, senior, who transferred in from Oklahoma City. Andy Kelly, women's basketball coach at St. Mary, when a transition over to Paige Penley, who's trying to get the headset all nice and adjusted because, you know, it's always always a lot of fun. Paige, congratulations on a KCAC championship victory, 66-46 being the final What's kind of going through, through through your head as the game progresses and then you finally see the clock reach zeros? What's kind of going through your head throughout the process tonight? Um, I never really doubted us. I mean, we're a second-half team for most of the season, and, like, anyone can show up any night. Like, Alanis Delgado carried us at Sterling, and Tabor, I had a leading with 17, but we've always had people double digits or rebounding like crazy and throughout the game like I never once doubted our team I've always had confidence and this is the most like trust I've ever had in a group of girls and this is my third school so that says a lot yeah yeah absolutely we'll get to that here in just a little bit you hit three threes in the first half and I think every single one of them let's talk about confidence confidence was oozing like you could just tell like my color analyst here Barry is just like Oh, my gosh. Like She's, she's having no hesitation with no. the three-pointers. So here you are, 15 points at the half. You're on top by five at the break. So what was the, the start of this game like compared to your previous two? Because against Sterling, you get a couple points, but they all came at the foul line. Against Tabor, you could just see your frustration going to the rim, not getting the touch like you really wanted to. But you hit some threes from, you know, that's what you did in that game. So your thoughts there in that first half to kind of get things going. What was different about tonight? 
Um, I just felt like we needed a leader. Like, I mean, all season we've had someone different step in, but tonight I just feel like I have, have had the most court experience overall, and I just feel like someone needed to step up and just show our girls that no matter how many fans or what court we're on or how many road trips we've taken this year, which is a lot, we've been on the bus, <laughs> I feel like, more than we've been in our gym, and that somebody just needed to step up, show that it was it was going to happen tonight. And I just I really wanted to be that person for my girls. And then in the second half, certainly got some help. Jerrica Johnson finishing with 17. Alana Stogato with 10. Alex Specht off the bench with 8 points. Tanae Sims. I know Deja Planis and Tanae Sims offensively, maybe nothing that's impressive at the end of the day. Those are two players that play really good defense for you. So in the second half, what, what was it like to have them kind of, okay, they're doing this to me. They're stepping up. So what was that like in the second half? Um, it feels good knowing that I don't have to keep that rhythm going, that I can pull a defender out and open the floor for them. Because, I mean, Jerrica, she's one of the most silent players I've ever played with. <laughs> I mean, even off the court, the girl is silent as can be, but she is deadly with that back door. And like you said, Tanae Sims and uh, Alonis, like, they stepped up and – even Deja, like, they didn't score a whole lot, but I can always count on them on defense. And um, Alex Spetch, like, you know, I always know that I have her at the rim for me. Like, I, she's always there. And when my girl comes past me, I mean, I'm getting older, so the knees aren't the same. But I have just so much trust oh, did in you hear them. that, Barry? Did you hear that, Barry? <laughs> You're one-third my age. Yeah, but knowing that I was getting face guarded coming out of halftime, I knew it was going to yeah. be tougher for me. But, I, again, I had full confidence in my girls. Okay, so you wind up with another home in Leavenworth. And Andy Kelly, I was talking to him earlier today, and I told Andy Kelly, he's like, look, in today's day and age, you know, it's pretty common to take on one of your players. But you got to find the right one. And Andy Kelly just said, oh, yeah, she was the most important piece that we needed to add. You arrive on campus in Leavenworth, and now here you are as a KCSU championship. Ever thought that that was going to be a reality when you committed to St. Mary? Honestly, no. I mean, I was looking more whenever I was starting my recruitment process for yeah. the third time. I just wanted somewhere that I was going to be happy. That was my biggest number one issue was I wanted happiness. And he has been unbelievable from the moment me and my mother walked in his office. My mom told me when we left, sister, this is your home now. She's like, I can feel it. Like, we prayed about it. And I knew from the moment I left that campus that I was going to be at home and they were going to welcome me. And like I said, he has been, he was the reason that I came here. I didn't meet any girls that day. And the first day I met them all, they were just like, they were overwhelming, but they were, they, I knew it was home. Yeah. And Andy shared, Coach Kelly shared that in practice, I think Alana Stogato pulled off the move and you're like, this is like the best girl I think I've ever seen before. So just goes to show you the type of talent on this roster. Oh, it's, it's crazy. In practice, I feel like we push each other more than we do in games and that prepares us. Like me and uh, Tanae Sims, we go head to head every single day. <laughs> but we know that when we come out here, like we're on the same side and no one can guard us when we play like that and have that dynamic duo. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Paige, congratulations. Thank Enjoy you so it. Much. Go over there and cut down the nets, okay? Thank you so much. Paige Penley. She was a superstar last night for the St. Mary's Spires. She was big time in that 20-point win for St. Mary over friends in a 5-7 showdown for the KCAC Women's Basketball Championship men's basketball title going to the Southwestern Mountain Builders out of Winfield. Those two teams moving on to the national tournament. Friends, the season more than likely over for the Falcons. Meanwhile, on the guy side, the Bethel Threshers, they have an outside chance to make the national tournament. Last year, four teams made the national tournament for the conference. In all reality, it should have been five. 
this year. You're thinking three for sure with Southwestern, Oklahoma Westland, and Kansas Westland, but maybe a fourth with the Bethel Threshers, who made it to the KCAC Men's Basketball Tournament Championship for the third consecutive year. It was an awesome night of basketball from Hartman Arena up in Park City. Just want to say thank you again to Dr. Scott Crawford of the KCAC. He's the commissioner. He's the one that uh, partnered with us, and we, we certainly enjoy our partnership with the KCAC. It was a fantastic season, and can't wait to see what happens next year. And a new member will be a part of the conference next year and of Angels. So things will be a little bit different for 2023-24. All right, get out your phones right now, 316-669-4996, 316-669-4996. Caller number three, Wichita State, USF. It's taking place on Sunday at 1 o'clock. If you want to go, be caller number three, 316-669-4996. That's 316-669-4996. Four nine nine six. The caller number three, Wichita State USF, giving away a pair of tickets right now. Back to finish the show next here on the Pulse on ESPN Wichita. The heartbeat of Wichita sports fans. The Pulse on ESPN Wichita ninety two point three FM. Time to leave it all on the mat. For the fourth year in a row, the NAIA Wrestling National Championship is coming to Wichita March 3rd and 4th at Hartman Arena. 280 of the best collegiate wrestlers in the country will square off for team and individual national championships. This event is open to the public, and the championship session will be broadcast live on ESPN3. All session tickets are now on sale, and single session tickets will be available the day of the event. For more information, visit visitwichita.com. Don't miss it. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. Meet Bob Minetti. In 2016, he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Bob participated in a clinical trial that included cutting-edge radiation therapy and surgery. He's been in remission since completion. I'm Keisha Sharp. Since losing my mother to pancreatic cancer, I've been working to share the kind of -of state-of-the-art work being done by Stand Up to Cancer and Lust Garden Foundation. To learn more about the latest research, including clinical trials, visit pancreaticcancercollective.org. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. So you ordered a new air filter for your car. You try to install it, but it doesn't fit. So you take a little bit off the sides. Well, still doesn't fit? Well, you could try to sit on it. Or just go to eBay Motors and get it right the first time. With over 122 million parts, they have the parts that fit your vehicle. Air filters, tires, headlights, brakes, and more. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. We all know the saying, happy wife, happy life, and good night's sleep will definitely keep the wife happy. That's why you should try Derby Mattress. Their heavy-duty mattress made by Sutherland holds up to 1,100 pounds from a company that's been around for well over 100 years. Also, there's a latex mattress that you can buy now and not have to replace for decades. 
Thing I love about Derby Mattress, their everyday prices beat the sale prices of the big box stores. That's Derby Mattress, 105 South Baltimore in Derby or online at derbymattress.com. Here in Manhattan, every man is a wildcat. Into the corner for three. Yes, sir! Yes, sir! Join us for the start of a new era. Our next head basketball coach at Kansas State University, Jerome Tang. Be a part of the wildcat journey all season long on your home for Kansas State basketball. Wednesday, Kansas State faces Oklahoma. Hear the tip off at 7 on the home of the Wildcats, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Congratulations, Logan. You're going to see the Shockers battle USF coming up on Sunday at 1 o'clock tip-off. If you tried to win the tickets and were unsuccessful, don't you worry. Plenty more opportunities coming throughout the week. The Shane Dennis Show will have tickets to give away tomorrow. I'll have more tickets to give away tomorrow. We also have Wichita State baseball tickets, Wichita State getting things going this weekend at X Stadium home opening series, which that's exciting. So, yeah, we got a lot of stuff to give away this week. We're just in a giving mood. Must be March or something. I don't know. The weather is nice, so we feel like we need to treat you. All right, so coming up next, we have Seren Petro with the program. Coming up here before too long. The Kansas Jayhawks, they are in action tonight at 8 o'clock. So you'll have a full two hours of the program with Saran Petro. We'll have overtime at 6 o'clock. Tomorrow we'll have K-State, Oklahoma. No overtime. Tip-off at 7. So pregame coverage beginning at 6 o'clock here on ESPN, Wichita 92.3 FM. We should have Wyatt Thompson Isaac Brown audio brought to you by Wushock Wheat. We also have some player audio, Craig Porter Jr. and Isaiah Porter Chandler. So we'll have some audio for you tomorrow in addition to those tickets that we'll be giving away. All right, Jack, time now for a Take-Two Tuesday to wrap things up. What do we have here for today? Okay, question number one is going to involve the college basketball transfer portal. So if you're Wichita State, pick two wish list items going for the transfer portal this offseason? What do they need through the transfer portal? Well, number one is shooting. They just need a shooter. So they went into the transfer portal to get a shooter here for this year. They went ahead and got Kobe Rogers from Siena. Comes in. I think a lot of people expecting big things from him. And then we come to find out that Siena is going to block his, his transfer, transfer request. They're not going to grant him his release. So he transfers to Wichita State, has to sit out, just not great. Not exactly ideal for the Shockers. So number one, being a shooter, just go out and get a three-point shooter. That's what they need, a pure three-point shooter. And with no Craig Porter Jr., point guard's going to be pretty dang big next year. How are you going to replace Craig Porter Jr., who's coming off a triple-double, first one since Fred Van Vliet back in 2015, those are the top two things that Wichita State needs for 23-24. And I'm sure they can find a point guard in the transfer portal if he's looking for minutes. Wichita State wouldn't be a bad landing place 
Meanwhile, from a shooting standpoint, kind of the same thing. You could be the guy that takes a lot of shots next year, although I'll be curious to see how this team looks in 23-24 because they will be without some other pieces, too, that could be pretty big as well. So, But I think point guard and a pure three-point shooter, that to me, those are the top two targets for Wichita State. And question number two, with the Final Four being in Houston this year, Pat, pick your two favorite destinations for the Final Four. What's been the list of the Final Four in the last ten years? Uh, New Orleans, San Antonio. That's probably number one, isn't it? <laughs> I love New Orleans. Yeah, I think that should be the destination every single year. But Indianapolis is another San Antonio. Houston, of course. Um, I don't. Phoenix think is coming up. Phoenix is coming up as well. I wonder if they'll make Las Vegas a destination. I know it's a regional oh, site dude. this year. Yeah, Las Vegas is coming. It's got to be coming. L.A. Up, right? maybe as well. NOLA in Las Vegas. L.A., get the heck out of there with L.A. L.A. last year for the Super Bowl, I mean, cool, awesome, but the traffic is always horrendous. Just not a fan of L.A. That has never been my thing. And L.A.'s really spread out, but I, I just can't get on board with Los Angeles. Just not my thing. Really can't get on board with Houston, for that matter. Houston is just just home to some of the craziest drivers you've, you've ever seen. Phoenix wasn't that bad. Phoenix wasn't that bad of a host for Super Bowl 57. San Antonio, okay. Indianapolis, I do think, is kind of a of an underappreciated destination. But I think the top two, New Orleans and Las Vegas. Now, the reason why those two are perfect, you have NOLA, bunch of good food, Walk around, drink. Las Vegas, you gamble. That's the way it is until all those are like, oh, no, it needs to be more family-friendly. I'm telling you right now. At the end of the day, it comes down to how many people can you get to your town. Those two locations would be pretty good. Jack, what's the line tonight for KU and Texas Tech? I think nine and a half in favor of the Jayhawks. Are you taking KU? I'll take him to win, but I think I'll take Tech to cover. I think it'll be kind of an ugly take, game. Yeah, I think I'll take Tech to cover as well. But I do think Kansas wins, and the Jayhawks, they will get another Big 12 championship wrapped up. Games at Allen Fieldhouse, I'd be stunned that they stubbed their toe now. But they almost did it on Saturday against West Virginia. Hopefully that was a scare they needed to play well tonight against Texas Tech. That does it for us today. If you missed any of the show... You can go back and listen, ESPNWichita.com, Spotify, and Apple Music. For producer Jack Johnson, I'm Pat Strompman saying so long, Wichita. Have a wonderful night. Stay safe. See you tomorrow at 2 o'clock here on ESPN Wichita. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.